By the way, you put me in that yurt with any woman. I'm I'm sorry, but <laughs> this boning's happening. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor Recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Uh, we have a lot to cover today, but we also have housekeeping. So mm-hmm. we'll start there. You guys uh, can probably tell from our environment that we have moved Airbnbs, but we are still in Miami. We're downtown now. Yeah, Miami. Yes. It's the most Miami place I've ever been. Miami? Yeah. Is the most Miami place you've ever been? super Miami. (laughs) It is an adjective in a way. Mm -hmm. We don't fit in here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how else to put it than that. I think we fit in Seattle more than we fit in here. Yeah, we enjoy bad weather. (laughs) We don't appreciate fine and dandy weather. I guess not. Okay, so we have a lot to cover today. Uh, this is probably the first time ever since we've been recapping that we are not recapping the episodes individually. So we are today recapping Mental and then episode nine. And that's because we both have day jobs and this is a very stressful week. My yeah. opera opens on Saturday and you are working. And so, yeah, deal. <laughs> yes, we will be much better podcasters if we remain sane. Exactly. Anything else you can think of for housekeeping? Shall I know it? I screwed up Shaft. I know that I, <laughs> I confused Shaft with Superfly, which I'm very upset about because Superfly is truly the greatest, one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. And Shaft is very good. It's a very good soundtrack. It's, it's good. Well, apparently there are other things too. Apparently not all spiders carry their babies on the outside. Uh, I mean, I mean, we could go on and on no. and on. And I, I know arachnids are not insects. I don't think I fully. You said arachnid, though. I did. People just focused on what you said wrong yeah. and not your correction. I either. respect the I respect the correction there, but you know, I'm, I'm doing my best here. Um, but but I was very upset about the the superfly chef thing because I'm a huge Curtis Mayfield fan and a huge. I was just you know in the moment you get a little stressed out. Sometimes you do yeah. a podcast. We do say, all of this on the spot. Yeah, it's all on the fly. Superfly, <laughs> no pun intended, but. I know the difference between Isaac Hayes and Curtis Mayfield. Isaac Hayes, by the way, chef on South Park also. Oh. Rest in peace, Isaac Hayes, by the way. But yeah. he was the he was chef on okay. South Park. I screwed up. What do you want? <laughs> Kill me. I love that that's housekeeping now. Yeah. Housekeeping now includes your corrections and apologies. Well, I'm going And out. my disclaimers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just because we have to remember... Remember to subscribe, hit that button. And now let's get recapping, Andy. Let's do it. So we're going to start with Women Tell All. And I really want to plow through this because I don't think there was a ton to really take home about Women Tell All. We could make a whole episode about it, but Mm -mm. I don't think it deserves it. No, I I don't really want to make a whole sentence about it. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so at the Women Tell All, just as a refresher, there was Claire, Kate, Hunter, Jill, Elizabeth, Marlena, Cassidy, Kira, Eliza, Shanae, Sarah, Lindsay W., Mara, Sierra, Genevieve, Teddy, and Serene. I don't think we heard Eliza say a single thing in this. Wow, I was so way off. You know, she was my wild card. I really thought Eliza would be a major player and how wrong I was. Eliza's an observer. She is, and I like that about her. I like that too. Okay, so we get our obligatory recap of the season, including Claire on night one saying she hated Clayton, Mm -hmm. Cassidy on the first group date, and general excitement among the women about 
meeting and dating Clayton. And then Shanae always with different variations on her theme, by the way. I feel like the composer for the show is really like... He's, he's having a field day with this. Yeah, he's, he's really like, excited. like, I knew this day would come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we briefly touch on these ladies. Claire says that Clayton was too soft for her. She kind of acts like she left on her terms, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, she just got too wasted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. I like the way she like threw that in there too. She's like, so I went to the bar. <laughs> As if like she was like, I decided I don't want to be in the show, so I went to the bar. <laughs> yeah. Cassidy claims that she was respectful to everyone and wasn't aware she was rubbing others wrong. And mm. she seems to think that bitches is a term of endearment. Yeah. The one thing of note here is that when they started talking about Cassidy's friends with benefits situation, which, by the way, was so redundant, it was just more <sighs> of the same for like a solid five minutes. Cassidy then makes an interesting point saying that she feels she's getting judgment or flack for having had casual sex. Mm -hmm. And Hunter chimes in to turn it into being a bad thing that it was a continued thing. It, the, the idea that she was going on the show and then would reconvene with the guy and watch the show together and they'd reunite and all that stuff. And then Cassie says that she wasn't going to reunite if she ended up engaged. Mm -hmm. And we actually... As much as I don't think Cassidy did very much right on the season, I don't disagree with her. No, she's totally not wrong here. Yeah, because let's be honest, 29 out of 30 of them are going to go back to the regular lives. I mean, it's so, it, it's like the hypocrisy is deep. It is It's deep. like half the people on the cast are going to the show solely to gain fame and TV <laughs> exposure. And they're... They're ripping on a girl for having like a friends with benefits before she went on the show that yeah. maybe if things didn't work out on the show, she would go back to being a friends with benefits. Give me a break. And let's be honest, 99, I've said this before, maybe it wasn't 99%, but a large percentage of contestants go back to their exes after they go on this show. I did. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I mean, look, the fact is, if, if anything... Cassidy should have gotten more heat if it was a legitimate boyfriend. Yeah. Like a friends with benefits. It's like. It's like a full two downgrades from a boyfriend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like first there's the boyfriend. Then there's like, <laughs> oh, I just started dating someone. Who knows where it'll go? And then there's friends with benefits. Yes. Because a friends with benefits is a permanent position. Yeah. You've established that it isn't necessarily graduating to. That's right. You can only, yeah. you, it's like a job where you can only move horizontally. You can't climb the corporate ladder. <laughs> okay. It's true. It felt a little like high horse territory to be like, oh. <gasps> Yeah. Let's clutch those pearls. How could you? No, that was ridiculous. Yeah. So, Not that Cassidy deserves a free pass. No. I mean, she kind of sucked in other ways, yeah. but that wasn't really the issue. I completely, completely agree. So now Kate turns things on to Shanae, who is unsurprisingly unapologetic. And now we get the first hot seat with Shanae. And she and Jesse Palmer recap her experience. And she says it was so smooth up front, but then it was a, quote, 360 <laughs> <laughs> right back to the start. <laughs> okay, so Shanae brings things back to Elizabeth very quickly and unsurprisingly. She really just has a thing with Elizabeth. Yeah. And Elizabeth, with everyone else's drama, was pretty quiet. Like, she, yeah. she really only tunes in to defend herself, really. Elizabeth doesn't do much wrong in my eyes, I've got to say. The ladies go after Shanae here, and Sierra calls Shanae a narcissistic gaslighting biatch. Thank you. I mean, someone had to do it. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Sierra, there was a lot from Sierra in this episode. And for the most part, I agreed with her. It definitely did feel a bit like a paradise audition. However, was she wrong? 
No, someone had to say it. Yeah. Sarah took the role. Yeah. In general, zero self-reflection or remorse no. or just any kind of feeling of just questioning her own reality. It's never your fault. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. How so many people can have such a problem with you and you can be so self-assured. I am jealous of that self-assuredness. Oh, I'm always jealous of people like that. Anyone who has a mental disorder. Sorry, I should not say that. <laughs> Should I not say that? Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I mean... You, I mean, we can keep it in there. People might come after you, but she has issues. Anyone who has a mental block okay, that allows them to not care about things that I care about all the time, yeah. I'm jealous of. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that stays up at night worried that I offended someone. So Yeah, I'm worried that like I didn't say a nice enough goodbye yeah, to some yeah. acquaintance I <laughs> yeah. met on the street. I like all night, I'm, I'm like, did I do it? Did I do it right? Yeah, it was okay. No, I don't know if it was okay. Yep. Okay, the apology comes up. So her apologizing to the group and she says she didn't want to, but she did it for Clayton. And the ladies now call her out for fairness because she was going after all of them for being fake. And they're like, was that not fake? It kind of feels like they're trying to reason with someone who cannot be reasoned with. Well, she didn't even give the I'm sorry, but. Like usually yeah. you'd get at least an I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry that you felt that way. Like yeah. both of which are better than absolutely nothing. Yeah. Although you can make a case they're worse. But in her case, they'd be better. She didn't even give that. I'm sorry it's, is not in her vocabulary. No. So they're just going after- Even if it's an annoying one that's followed by but. Yeah. Or I'm sorry that you feel yeah. that way. Oh, that which is that's the worse. ultimate. There's no <laughs> sorry worse than I'm sorry you feel yeah, that way. That one's yeah. the worst. That's basically saying your way of feeling is poor. Yeah. And I'm not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double, double shittiness. Okay, so now Genevieve joins Shanae in the hot seat. The only thing to note here was really that Shanae claimed that after getting eliminated, she was really depressed. She stopped eating. She was really distraught. Meanwhile, Genevieve, mm. after she got eliminated, went home and slept with Aaron from Katie's season. No way. <laughs> got right back into it. Uh, okay, so Genevieve denies this. I don't think it matters either way. Who cares? Who cares? Who like, cares? First of it's all, just a matter of time till they all start dating each other. No kidding. And also, it's called a rebound. Everyone <laughs> does that. It's like you have a bad breakup and then you go rebound off somebody. Yeah, and I mean, to even call it a breakup is very generous. Well, she Like Genevieve was an emotional... and Clayton broke up. Like, give me a break. They never even had a date. Uh, look, I would have downplayed that. I would have said, first of all, that's not true. Yeah. But second of all, who gives a shit? Yeah. Which yeah. kind of is what happened. I mean, everyone was like, what, what yeah. does that have to do with well, anything? Well, they were focusing more on the, I did enough sex <laughs> yeah, with yeah, Aaron. Yeah, it's it's like, that wasn't the point. <laughs> Who cares? You can have sex with anyone you want on Bachelor. The fact is, you're probably going to have sex with several people on Bachelor Nation. No? <laughs> bachelor is <that> how, <laughs> Nation. <laughs> is that what it's, it's Bachelor Nation. Is Bachelor Nation people who are on the show and people who watch the show? Or is it people who were on the show? I mean, real, the, the, the nation of Bachelor is people who are on the show. Okay. And they're satellite countries around <laughs> it. They're, they're sort of like city states. This is something I've always wondered. Yeah. Okay, so Genevieve says that not only did she not have sex with Aaron, but they never even kissed. Yeah. And meanwhile, Shanae slid into Aaron's DMs. Who's Aaron, by the way? Are you kidding? Oh, Aaron the policeman? Yes, oh, the police chief. Aaron. <laughs> Oh, whoa. How quickly we forget. Oh, that changes things. Okay. Does it? Yeah. Why? I hate Genevieve. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. She can have sex with her. <laughs> okay, Cassidy tunes in here to say that Shanae is squandering the opportunity to apologize and basically to look good, which yeah, is accurate. Even her buddy Cassidy's turning on her. Yeah. She's got nobody. Well. And she's okay with it. 
Yeah. You oh, notice she, she never really care. like there's no like lip quivering. There's no like sweating. There's no tears. There's nothing. She's just like Terminator. She's like, I don't give a shit. It's incredible. Yeah. Under pressure like that, even just with a live audience, even if I were beloved, I would be shaking. You know what Shanae would be good at? Being a uh, hired assassin. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah. Want... I don't picture her pulling out the gun and then hesitating. No. And and also being able to manipulate. Like, wouldn't if if you had a lot of money you needed to pay to kill somebody, <laughs> would you not hire Shanae? If she if you knew Shanae was good at like if this is what she did, this mm-hmm. is her job. Would you yeah. not hire her over somebody else? <laughs> I would. I mean, you're you're making a good point. Yeah. It's a random point. <laughs> kind of a dark point. It's but dark. I don't disagree. Yeah. Okay, so it wraps with them being like, Shanae, is there anything you want to say? Have you reflected at all? Do you want to apologize? Of course, there's nothing. She has nothing to apologize for. And Genevieve says that she's glad America saw who she truly is. Jesse thanks them for being there. <laughs> And Andy, you cracked up at this. You're like, he's saying the same stock answers regardless of what conversation actually went down. You know what it reminds me of? Like, you know, when, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen, I've seen a lot of prison escape movies. Yeah, you like, love those. I love this great. It's a good thing. I mean, I'll, unless the guy's a really bad guy, yeah, then you don't want him to escape. <laughs> okay. But, but like, you see, you know, like in the prison escape movies, he's digging with a spoon in the wall, you know, like every day he digs out some some wall. Yeah. And eventually he makes a tunnel out. And then how do you get out? You can't just crawl out. So is this many checks. prison escape movies or is this just Shawshank Redemption? There, no, there's a, several. <laughs> okay. There's one with the original one was with Clint Eastwood, Escape from Alcatraz, I think it was called. But anyway, these prison escape movies, they invariably make like a straw, like some sort of dummy body to sleep in the bed. Yeah. And then they have like a tape recorder on loop of snoring. So yeah. like the guards come by, but the guards do checks all the time. You can't just crawl out a hole and expect them not to see that you're not there. Okay. They do room checks, cell uh-huh. checks. So the guard comes by and he sees like this fake body in the bed mm-hmm. and the snoring tape going. So he's like, oh, yeah, that's that looks, looks right. legit. Yeah, that's basically Jesse Palmer was the straw body in the in the <laughs> jail cell <laughs> with the snore reel. You know, I was really wondering how you were going to get there. And you you got there. I really it was again. It was like through a dark, dark sea of oil. I finally found the light. Yeah, no, that you was did close. it. It was I'm, a close call. I'm actually I proud of you. It. I feel strangely proud of you for landing Thank that you. analogy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so now Sarah is in the hot seat. And Andy, you said, I'm sure her wealth management clients are relieved she's back on dry land. <laughs> 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 During the recap, uh, I got to say, this is just such a better conflict as in it's more compelling and intriguing than anything with Shanae. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to watch someone like Shanae. Like it's, I don't want to reward her bad behavior with so much airtime. Meanwhile, the stuff with Sarah, it's so much more intricate and just beneath the surface. And it's like, who do we believe? Like, did Sarah really not know what she was doing? And unsurprisingly, she denies everything. She says that overall, she's sad about how things went downhill. There was so much potential in her relationship and it was never her intention to make anyone feel insecure. Do we believe her? I don't believe her. <laughs> I mean, there's no wrong answer. You look like you're worried you're going to get the answer wrong. This is the thing. I don't believe that that wasn't deep down her intention, but I also believe that it's possible that's just her way and she didn't even know she was doing it. It's possible. Yeah, I always lean towards giving people the benefit of the doubt. It is really hard to reconcile her saying that it wasn't her intention with the fact that Clayton's pretty adamant that he did not cry. Yeah. And she 
that was sort of a, a big part of her bonding that she shared with the women. Right. I believe that it wasn't her intention because I Sarah hasn't done much else that I'm like, oh. Well, well this is the thing. I, I agree-ish with you. Yeah. I do think it's just her way. She doesn't know it. She didn't know what she was doing, but she was subconsciously doing it. Yeah. I, I would lean there. And I attribute her inability to just be like, yeah, I exaggerated. He didn't cry. No. To youth. Yeah. Like, Sarah, I think, is probably mature beyond her years in some ways and a normal 23-year-old well, in other she's ways. she's managing well. I mean, that's for sure. But she's also emotionally she's tw- 23. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. young. I, and 20, there's nothing wrong with that. At 23, I would look up to Sarah's amazing yeah. emotional maturity. Yeah, like exactly. I, was an idiot. I think just her inability to just to own it, to just be like, you know what? Okay, yeah, yeah I exaggerated. That, but it really wasn't my intention. Her denying that it was her intention to make them all feel insecure would have been a lot more believable had she owned that she exaggerated about him crying. Yeah, the whole him crying thing was very weak. Yes. I, if- and then the women, mainly Genevieve and Hunter, interrogate her about the tears. Hunter goes, where are their tears? And Sarah commits. She yeah. commits till the very end. She says, yes, there were. Knowing knowing that she's going to get busted that's real it's a commitment strange choice yeah. yeah and andy here you said good detective huddle yeah <laughs> the ladies will like we'll, we'll fact check this yeah. later yeah. yeah they closed the case yeah they did yeah i mean maybe genevieve is a good match for aaron after all oh yeah who knows <laughs> okay so now it's teddy's hot seat she cries towards the end of her recap and she says it's her first time seeing it it was difficult to watch from beginning to end she relates back to her childhood here and says that she did so much to try to be perfect to please her father who mm-hmm. sort of came and went mm-hmm. and she got great grades started playing the sports she knew he would like And she, when she grew up, wound up in toxic relationships with men where she did not feel worthy and kept trying to earn their love. And since the show is about trying to earn the love of one guy and sort of competing for it and trying to prove yourself, she said it was really hard. Teddy, I got to say, killed this. Oh, yeah. Great. Even though there wasn't really a ton of new information, Teddy revealed this on her the season. Yep. But first of all, she spoke so eloquently. There was a distinct decrease in likes yeah like almost not i was almost upset (laughs) you were looking forward to them she was just so well spoken and she seemed humble and at the same time confident and she just like yep i like teddy more than i've ever liked her before by far in the women yeah i agree like i actually was like oh teddy's all right yeah we saw some of her personality but at the same time she didn't seem like a different person than she was on the show uh teddy says that getting the first impression rose in some ways made the experience harder because it made her lows feel lower and i think that's absolutely true Mm -hmm. because if you're not a first impression rose recipient who ends up making it really really far and has that constant upwards trajectory then it does feel like if you didn't get that group date rose or you didn't get a one-on-one by a certain week that it does feel like you're falling short you're failing yeah you had that first impression and yet this like what did you do wrong i would be that person oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i can never go backwards and you you too we're the same yeah like you can never once you get someplace if you go backwards it's over yeah it feels like you have failed just by not advancing yeah we're terrible (laughs) yeah And we learn here now that Clayton's brother slid into Teddy's DMs. (laughs) (laughs) And she did not reply because, quote, one Eggert brother was enough for me. (laughs) That's pretty funny. What? What was he thinking there? 
Like, did he pass that by Clayton? Was he like, by the way, you know, I know you're not into Teddy. You is, mind if I take a swipe? Is sliding into DMs always to hit on? Like when yes. someone says you slide, because I feel like I slide into friendship DMs. Oh, you're I so, slide into DMs in a friendship way. You're so innocent. So sweet. Okay, so this is like Netflix and chill. Sliding into DMs is always, I am interested in you romantically. If a straight man slides into a straight woman's DMs, yeah. who he doesn't know, yeah. really, it's it's a romantic thing. Especially if that said slider into of yeah. is the, the brother, brother. <laughs> of The Bachelor whose show she was on. <laughs> okay, in general, Teddy killed this. And I wrote, if I gave out women tell all MVPs, mine would go to Teddy. I agree. Oh, you agree with me? I do agree. Yeah. I thought she was great. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Okay, so Serene has her hot seat now. I'm going to speed through this because I found it really boring. We get a very boring recap. Very boring. Of her time, more non-emotiveness, including her watching it back. By the way, if if Shanae is my assassin, if Shanae gets hurt or killed in the process, Serene's my back. I agree with that. Mm Mm-hmm. And she, not because I think she's a killer or a psycho. No, it's because she's so poker face. Yeah, like if, if your job is to kill people, she's like, I got to do this. It's my job. Yeah. I'm not saying she's a bad person. But that being said, <laughs> she could do it well. She says she pushed herself in her relationship with Clayton because it felt right and it was time to break down her walls. She said she didn't want to filter herself and she wanted to make sure that he knew where she was at. <sighs> this is like where that tape, the snoring tape. It's <laughs> like... Play. Yeah, yeah. Everything out of Serene's mouth sounds so ready for this show. It sounds like, oh, it, it sounds like a notebook. Like, what's yeah. his name? I forget his name. I'm glad I forget his name. But the guy that had a notebook, uh, I'm not saying Serene's that person because I Josh? do think she. No, his name isn't Josh. It's a good guess, though. His name, should, his name totally should <laughs> he be. He could Josh. totally be named Josh. Yeah. But just that idea of like there being 10 to 15 things you can say. Yeah. And you sang one of them, and it's probably going to end up well. You're going to look good. Yeah. You might not win, but you're going to go far. And some people will really love you, and their hearts will break when they watch your heart get broken. It just sort of feels like Serene is like going through the motions. Serene could be, I'm not saying a great actress because she, she doesn't have the range, but she could be a good actress. In general, a boring hot seat from mm. beginning to end. And yeah. Andy, you said, should have brought some fireflies to the studio audience. Yeah. And a sledgehammer. <laughs> Finally, Clayton arrives. And when asked how it feels to face all the women again, he says it might sound cliche, but it feels like a dream. And I had to make note of this because, and I know I wasn't in his position. I was not the lead. But whenever I've been asked over the years what that experience was like, like returning back to the real world, I've always said it feels like a dream. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, it feels like it happened in some other realm. And yeah, you got to know these people, but at the same time, did it happen? And right off the bat, he says he was far from perfect and wishes he had done things differently, but he had the best of intentions. I actually agree with all of that. Yeah. Sierra confronts him about not listening to so many of the women regarding Shanae. He simply says he did what he thought was best, but he was wrong. I I again agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Sierra says he's confusing love with lust and that he's not ready for a real relationship. Sierra's really coming on strong yeah, here. Yeah, she's really, I think she's overstepping a little bit on that comment. Well, it's funny. I look at this through a different lens after seeing episode nine. Yeah. You know, the love and lust thing. Yeah. But she just seems to have something to say about everything, even when it does not involve her. And I get that she's defending her friends and that's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. But 
Uh, in, I wrote Sierra's Paradise Audition is looking very strong. Very <laughs> strong yeah, indeed. Yeah. Lindsay W. says he should just own having had a stronger connection with Shanae than the others. And he doesn't argue with this. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bad for him because he can't be like, the producers made me do it. It's not fair. Which is clear. Like, it's an elephant in the room. It's not fair. I really firmly think that he wanted to get rid of Shanae sooner. I agree. I agree. It's not fair. Yeah. He's screwed. They probably are like, here's an extra 10 grand. Don't say anything about that. No, it's He's not. He's like, give me 20. There's, give me 20. You got to give me 20. <laughs> trust me, he doesn't get any extra money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's under contract to never reveal that. Yeah. It's not fair. He has to take all the responsibility. In There's the no doubt. And there will be was... more of that, by the way. Of course. Episode nine. Yeah. He, he kept Shanae because they told him to. Yes. There's no doubt. Yes. 100%. I mean, I agree. He probably wanted to bone Shanae. But I don't whatever. even think he did. He I honestly think he made like out with her because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. He was bored. It was like a bored bone. Yes. He was just like, you know what? She's here. She seems to want a bone. Why not? But, but other than that, the producers were like, she stays no matter what you do. You can do anything you want. Yeah. You know what? You can pull a full Colton. I don't care. Yeah. Just don't let Shanae go right now. Yeah. I mean, I have made out, or I have, I did make out with Juan Pablo many times out of sheer boredom. There was nothing else to do. Yeah. Nothing more to talk about. You're just sitting there staring at each other. There's no activities. Of course. To go. I would make out with Juan Pablo if I was stuck <laughs> on the back. You're like, all right. Yeah. And I think he, I'm not saying this to insult him. Like, I think he would say the same thing. You're just yeah. sitting around waiting for something to happen. No one's interrupting you. Yeah. You start making out. Yep. That's what you do. That's what you do when you don't know what else to do on this show. You just make out. You eat, you drink, mm-hmm. or you make out. Or you talk shit about other girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Clayton to Shanae, he says that he believed her and he feels that she manipulated him and the other women. And he says trusting her and believing her was the worst thing he could have done. And all the women nod in agreement. Yeah. To Sarah, Clayton says that he felt she was playing a game for her benefit and it put him in a bad place mentally where he started to worry several women were also doing that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think people underestimate how much the lead can get in their own head about everything. Like the idea of people playing him. Well, that's the thing. The judgment, all the judgment. Mm-hmm. Look, is Sierra right about the fact that he confuses lust with love? It's very yes. possible she is. I think is. Sierra isn't wrong about anything. For you're one of 27. Like yeah, You're just yeah. sort of an observer for the most yeah. part. This guy is dealing with a, a real headache. I appreciated how Marlena chimed in later to be like, yeah. you know, you did yes. the best you could in the situation. Like Marlena was Thank just, you. she was amazing. True Olympian. <laughs> yeah. Like you're a sportsman. Yeah. You did the best you could. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, yeah, you made mistakes, yeah. but I don't, I think I would have too. Like, it it's a pressure like a hard, situation. Yep. Then again, do we think that the women were also encouraged to go after Clayton? Of course. Yes. We always have to remember that. Yeah. Not to be that person, but. Yeah. Sierra's already buying her bathing suits for, uh, <laughs> yes. for Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah turns things around on Clayton and says that he was the one stirring the pot and that he should have ended things based on their relationship, not what others have claimed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I just don't think that. The, I mean, she wasn't even in my top four when things were good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he brings up the crying and says it's not about the crying in general. He says that real men cry and I cried plenty, mm-hmm. but rather how she lied about it. And so the detectives ask if he definitely did not cry on their first one on one. And he confirms that he did not. I mean, Genevieve makes a good detective. And now your point is 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 really ringing true. Her and Aaron might be a good match. <laughs> Except Aaron's not a good detective. He's just a mean, <laughs> nasty detective. Yeah, He's I'm- a corrupt detective. He's the kind of guy who gets people in prison 
for like planting drugs on them. <laughs> now, Genevieve's a respectable detective. She's too good for him. Yeah. Okay. Sarah, caught in her lie, says it feels ridiculous to talk about crying or not crying. No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Now it does. <laughs> and they all shed tears on camera and it's not applicable anymore. Mm. <laughs> it's so ridiculous for a grown man to be denying crying in such a serious fashion. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like something out of kindergarten. Like yeah. you remember where like, like you did cry, like you hurt yourself, like you fell or someone pushed you and you fell and you cried. And you're like, yeah. we saw you. You cried. It's like, I didn't cry. <laughs> I didn't cry. Yes, you cried. We saw you. I didn't cry. Yeah. yeah. To me, the most hilarious part was how Sarah suddenly was like, oh, you know, crying. Not well, crying. We don't cry. What is crying We're anyway? Crying. It's a metaphysical issue. It's a physical issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now Clayton thanks the women for holding him accountable. And Marlena chimes in to say kudos. You did the best you could. And to Serene, now Clayton apologizes, saying he hates to think she's been thinking she did or said anything wrong. And he wishes he'd been more expressive about how he was feeling. I just find their relationship so snoozeville that i just mm -hmm. can't be bothered to care yeah. uh kira chimes in now to say that she came to really appreciate clayton's good qualities as she watched the season mm -hmm. and hey if he's not engaged she's still single <laughs> why not go for it shoot your shot yeah. i guess sort mm -hmm. of it's like shooting your shot after well the i don't shot. like it how they show all these women being like oh so embarrassing like i know right like that's the worst thing yeah and she's an effing doctor no, I actually, I think Kira's a good cat. I really like Kira. Yeah. yeah. I don't see what the issue is. It takes Kira. balls to say this. Why did Kira get kicked off? What was she doing She's, wrong? She left early. I mean, nothing. She just wasn't doing anything? Nothing. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. And now we have bloopers. Nothing that interesting in the bloopers. The bloopers have gone downhill. No. Je and Jesse knew it too. And he still was like, oh my God, that's the greatest <laughs> bloopers of all time. Yeah. He's like totally the guy, like the straw man in the bed in the cell. I and mean, it's just like unbelievable. Like no matter what happened, it could have been literally like Schindler's List. And he would have been like, oh my God, it's the greatest <laughs> bloopers of all time. Okay. So they recap his season now. Complete with him bumbling a lot and calling out the wrong woman's name at a rose ceremony. And I wrote, this was by far the best part of this whole episode. I mean, it made me long for the aughts. Is that A-U-G-H-T? I'm not sure how to spell it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. What not a great it? name, but that's what they called it. What is it? It's the time between 2000 and 2009. Really? Yeah, so the aughts. Okay, so instead of saying 70s, 80s, 90s, you say the aughts. Yeah, the next decade is the teens, and now we're in the 20s. The, the oh my <laughs> roaring 20s. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Okay, so I it. didn't know that. But anyway, maybe about nostalgic. It was, a, it was so like everyone's more endearing and, and, and like vul, vul, truly vulnerable. Yeah, Even yeah. Just, and I genuinely believe that he called out the wrong lady's name and it wasn't like, oh, we'll plant this thing where he mixes up her name. I enjoyed this. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Best part of the entire Women Tell All. <laughs> the recap of <laughs> the host season yeah. from 2000 whatever. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so Jesse now asks Clayton about having fallen in love with three women. And he confirms and says he didn't think it was possible. Sierra interrupts Jesse now. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> like, excuse me, Dalman. It's like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> to say the women are all very close. And who is Clayton to subject the women to this terrible behavior of his? Clayton says he's learning from his mistakes. And Teddy simply says she hopes he's okay. I got to be honest, I didn't see this kind of ire from Sierra against Clayton on the season. She seemed like... No, I think now that we've seen episode nine and cl clearly she's friends with the ladies. Yeah. And 
we'll get to that. We'll get to episode nine. Yeah, I mean, there's look, lots to unpack like, I respect that there's a spokesperson for the group, but like she was very. I think the moment Clayton lost Sierra as an ally was when he sent her home and kept Shanae yeah, after that apology. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now we have a preview for the rest of the season. And of course we get those clips of mm-hmm. Clayton telling each woman he's in love with them or falling in love with them in case we weren't sure. <laughs> and then we get the credits with the ladies at a group date spying in Armadillo. And Andy, you were jealous. I, I'm sad to think that I won't see an armadillo in, in real life. I have faith that you ever. will. You will. One day, you think? Yeah. It's I funny. They were all like freaked out. And I was like, if Andy were there, you'd run up and try to pet it. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Yeah, I would pick it was it up. very cute. I would pick it up and I would, I, would, I, would, I would kiss it. I wonder if it would allow that. Do you want to make a bet? I bet that... Wait, what are we betting? The bet is that I will die before I see an armadillo in real life. I do not want to make that bet. What, what's wrong with you? It's an easy bet. <laughs> Five bucks? No, you can easily remedy this. We can find a way for you to see an armadillo. Okay. Okay. All right, good. Good. Okay. All right, I like this plan. Okay. 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 And I'm pretty sure that group date was in Houston. I think there were a lot of armadillos in Texas. Are there? Do you actually um, know? I, I'm i going out there. Armadillos in Texas. Yeah, let I'm us know, certain. Texans. Can I win this bet and save myself $5? No, to earn myself $5 if we go to Texas and find Andy and Armadillo. I'm down. <laughs> okay, finally, episode nine. I feel like we have to gear ourselves up for this. <sighs> okay. Are you having a micro nap, Andy? Part of having a micro nap is having people not ask you if you're having a micro nap. <laughs> Okay, so episode nine kicks off with everyone heading to Iceland. Uh, Clayton gets on a plane, and Andy, you were very hung up on the fact that no one else seemed to be on this plane. Yeah, what was up with that? It was like a private 747. It was pretty impressive. Did they just buy all the tickets for the plane, or was no one going to Iceland that particular week? It's possible they just did B-roll of him getting on the plane, and then everyone Ah, else got on the plane. So smart. (laughs) So smart. Bless your heart. Yeah. Or I'm just dumb. During Clayton's B-rolls, we get lots of voiceovers and ITMs of Clayton saying he thinks he might be falling in love with all three women. Oh, wow. And thus begins the theme <laughs> of this whole episode. Oh, and now we see the women sitting in tense silence in their hotel room. I'm so annoyed they did this again. And I guess I should ha- just accept the fact that this is now how it's done. Mm-hmm. But in the old days, the women would each get their own separate room and not have to... Do this. Yeah. They wouldn't have to sit and talk and see each other off and then see each other return and ask each other about how their overnight date went. It's so messed up. Yeah. It's pretty contrived. Yeah. It's Uh, not fun to watch. No, that's the thing. I just wish they would learn that the more contrived it is, the less we like it. Yeah. And it's not fair to them. They've been through the ringer. Like they've done their time yes. on TV. They don't need to be exposed. And like they've this. done their time of girl chats and being made to feel jealous yeah. and worried and competitive and all the things. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be the time where they invest in their relationship. Yeah, they're falling of in love. They're becoming other. intimate. <laughs> well, speaking of which, we now have our first word watch. Nice timing, Andy. <laughs> Jesse arrives and says, Over the next couple of days, each of you will be embarking on a meaningful and intimate overnight date with Clayton. He drops off the date card. It goes to Rachel. And Gabby says, I'm happy for you. It'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I don't even know. I can't even think of an analogy. You know, it's like someone, it's, you literally just won. It was like a, like a futuristic game show yeah. where the winner gets like $20 million and the loser is executed publicly. 
<laughs> That's the way game shows are going to be in a few years. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's, just look forward to that. So, but I'm saying that's well, it's like, like Squid Game. Yeah, it's like that's where we're headed. Like, like not a few years, like fifty years. We'll get to the dying versus winning a lot of money game show. We immediately get word watch number two. Susie says, obviously, they would be like sharing intimate time together. And Susie and her ITMs reveals she wouldn't sleep with someone without commitment. And immediately we get word watch number three. Andy, wow. quite the word. Coming. Susie in a heavily Franken-bitten line says, If I find out that he's falling in love with other women or that he has become physically intimate with another woman. So we're already learning what the entire episode will be about. Well, it's nice of her to tell them that that's the case. The oh. <laughs> It's nice that they know that. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so Rachel has her overnight. They go for a helicopter ride over the mountains of Reykjavik. This, by the way, solid helicopter. Solid. I usually helicopter rides. I'm like, it's yeah, nice, yeah. Oh. but it's not that exciting. All this of is the a dates. Good helicopter. I mean, Iceland, amazing location, great dates. Oh, this tremendous. whole situation is fantastic. Jealous. Tremendous. Yeah. There's a voiceover of Clayton's here saying, if he doesn't tell Rachel how he feels, she might lose her feelings or she might back off. Mm. So we have to talk about this for a second because this will be a theme throughout the episode. Yeah. Well, in well, for me. This is this is my theme throughout the episode. <laughs> Just in the way I analyze this show and remembering having been on the show, to me, this is such a producer argument. Like, it's not enough to be like, you should start telling the women you love them. They can't say that. Clayton didn't tell anyone he was falling in love. There was no uttering of the L word until now, all of a sudden. Right. And I even said last week at the tail end of the episode, going to the rose ceremony, suddenly he sits down with Jesse in LA and he's like, I've decided I need to start opening up. <laughs> you know, I, I have to start telling the women how, how I feel. Right. Okay, on the surface you can say that, but there are still three women. And later on in this episode, you see him so many times being like, this is what I was afraid of. I wrote, the stakes are used to justify his actions or his admissions of feelings. Mm. You need stakes, right? The stakes are, if you don't do this, the women will X, Y, Z. They will back off. They will not take you as seriously. They might leave. He needs to feel that fire burning under his ass in order to do what they want him to do. And so that's what they've done here. Yeah, I think he misconstrued that as like he has to just tell everybody that things are amazing. Well, I'm sure he was encouraged to. And yes, of course. Should he have done that? No. And it's easy to sit on our sofas and be like, I would never do that. Right, right. But right. if you have a team of professionals convincing you that you better, if you want to see these relationships through, you'd better tell them how you feel. And, you know, you can deal with the consequences later. I am not defending Clayton, and it's going to sound like I am, but I've been in a mild version of what he's going through, and I know how they twist your arguments against you. In the casting process, I was in a room with a team of producers and I was asked what people's first impressions are of me were when they first met me. And generally before someone gets to know me, I just know from experience that they generally think I'm either a snob because I'm a little socially awkward and mm -hmm. don't really know what to say yep. or that I'm dumb because yep. there is, I think it's less so now, but there's generally an assumption that if you are all dressed up or whatever that, you know, you probably don't have I, I, a, a honest, ton going on upstairs. Full disclosure, in the 90 seconds between when I saw you and when we spoke, I, I didn't feel that differently from what you just said. <laughs> okay, there, there you go. Yeah. So no. I'm used to this. And then I was asked, so between those two, which do you think you are? 
And I was like, I don't think I'm either. You just asked me what people's first impressions of me are. Like, I don't. And then, of course, you start to get defensive. You're like, I'm That's neither ridiculous. of those things. I don't think I'm dumb and right, I don't think right. I'm a snob. They and they're like, out. but if you had to choose, which of those two things would you say you are? And I was like, I don't think I'm either. And this went around for a couple of minutes until finally it's like, you. but you have to say one. Just which one? Which one would you say you're, you are? I was like, Ugh. I mean, I don't think I'm dumb. So I guess if I had to pick one, I'm closer to being a snob. And they're That's like, OK, so what are you snobby about? And I'm like, how did I get into this situation where like you're slowly defending yourself against? You know, it's it's like an interrogation. It's yes. like you got the guy in there for 13 hours. He hasn't eaten. He hasn't got to the bathroom. He hasn't had any water. Yeah. And they're like, did you kill this guy? Like, OK, fine. I killed him. Yeah. Okay, how did you kill him? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can just very clearly imagine Clayton being like. I'm not telling anyone the L word. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then them being like, but if you don't do it, this is what's going to start to happen. The ladies are not going to have faith in the relationship. They're not going to stick around. They're not going to see it through. They're going to pull away. Would I love to see a world in which he defies that and still doesn't do it? Sure. But I think it's easier said than done. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, the bastard. It's like a real, like, it's almost Squid Game level psychological torture. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, not <laughs> to the I mean, it's, people <laughs> it's, it's short of Squid Game. Anyway, my main purpose in pointing this out is because it does come back as, as a sort of light motif throughout mm, the yeah. episode, in my opinion. So just put a pin in that, in his, in his defining why he's telling the women he loves them. Because if he doesn't, he might lose them. They might lose their feelings for him. So the helicopter lands. They proceed to make out. And Andy, you laughed here. You said lots of sightseeing they're doing. <laughs> they ride a lift down into a volcano. And here they talk about her hometown and how great it went. And she asks if he has any reservations. And he says no. And they make out. There's a voiceover of Rachel's here saying she needs more from him. So this is tying in perfectly with what they've told him. And do we not think that her producer is not also saying... Don't you feel like you're missing yep. stuff from Clayton? Yep. Do you think that you can continue to keep giving so much if you're mm -hmm. getting so little in return? The seeds of doubt. The, the real issue here is the messed up format of this show. It makes no sense to have one person dating multiple people. But it is their format. And in the older days, the lead did not have to say the L word to anyone. They could hold back. And part of making it to the end was withstanding all the uncertainty yep. it was accepted that you did not get all this validation you yep. just had to believe in what you had and hope you weren't being duped i'm not saying that that's right i'm just saying it's the show all these little lines just fit like puzzle pieces into that initial argument of clayton's which of course i believe was fed to him by producers this is a real essay from me today yeah, yeah i'm just sort of sitting back <laughs> yeah it's like well, this is my uh, thesis. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand what you're doing here. This is this is the opening. This is the executive summary. <laughs> yes. So now we have a girl chat back at the hotel with Gabby and Susie. Gabby says that she would rather Clayton explore his relationships fully and that he chooses her despite all that. Meanwhile, Susie seems to struggle more with this idea. I feel like you could make an argument for either case. Like on one end, you could be like, well, I would hope that my future partner just knows and he's like not interested in anyone else. And yeah, another side of you could be like, oh, well, I want to make sure he's fully confident and has explored all his options. This is in real life. Yes. I but, think that it really. we're not in real life. That's uh, the problem. Yeah. I just think that this really comes down to beliefs. Like I loved when I met you that you had sowed your wild oats. Mm -hmm. I loved that. 
we'll circle back to all this, obviously. But to me, I think they're both right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so now it's the evening. And Rachel reveals that at the last rose ceremony, she was so terrified, she felt like she couldn't breathe. And she said she felt a heartbreak before it even happened. And she realized in that moment, she doesn't know where his head is at. And he says he wasn't able to be 100% transparent with her family and at the time, but he's come to terms with his feelings and he wishes he'd told her sooner, but there's lots of buildup here. Andy, you said he loves her. (laughs) And he says, finally, he's falling in love with her. And she glows at this and he gives her the date card. She says he has surpassed every expectation and says yes to the fantasy suite. Mm -hmm. And now we have word watch number four. Rachel in a heavily Frankenbitten line says, I don't think it's a question in either of our minds that we're going to be physically, you know, very intimate. And I just have to pick this apart, the Frankenbiting here. I don't think it's a question in either of our minds that we're going to mm, be mm, physically, mm, you know, very intimate. Like, we get it. Okay, they're having sex. It just feels like everything about this episode, every bit of editing. Yeah. Is this different from other seasons? It's extreme. It's like other seasons, they also do this. Yeah. Technically, the fantasy suite is supposed to be the private time where they could just have a conversation. That's true. It's not very fantastical conversation, (laughs) but, you know, it's sweet. It's what? It's sweet. This is not fantasy. To imagine that they just talk all night? No, I mean, it's this fantasy suite, like S-U-I-T-E. Yeah, it's also sweet. I'm saying it's more sweet than fantasy to just have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> just like, that one went... You just like sawed my, my joke in half. Like literally, there's like just sawing a person in half. <laughs> Sorry. At the suite, yes. uh, they feed each other chocolate cake. And Andy, you said, what's interesting about the fantasy suite is it's the first time you see them eating together, which in and of itself is intimate. Yes. It's true. Yep. Okay, so it's the next morning. <laughs> Andy, you said, oh, we didn't get to see anything. <laughs> <laughs> I waited a whole season. <laughs> and they cook breakfast together. I was marveling at the specialness of those early stages here. Yeah. Like they're both just high. It's a drug. It is a drug. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so fleeting. So fleeting. Like yeah. all drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not that you would know. Rachel, now she sees him off, shouts from her balcony that she loves him. And he shouts it back. And then the church bell sounds. And Andy, you said, ah, the symbolic clock. Yes. Like the sands of time. Mm-hmm. Susie and Gabby talk more, and we see more of Susie seeming to have a difficult time with this. And Rachel returns, and the girls ask how it was. And we get lots of choppy editing here to up the awkwardness between the three of them. Okay, so Clayton has a B-roll now. He says he's struggling with feeling like he loves all of them. But then what? What happens after that? Who knows? We get Word Watch 5. Gabby says, I'm so excited to have my overnight date with Clayton and get some intimate one-on-one time. Heavily Frankenbitten. Frankenbotten. Frankenbotten. So now Gabby has her overnight. He drives up to her in a dune buggy and they go driving around and onto the beach. This date looked super fun. Mm-hmm. We were into this. Yeah. This whole situation in Iceland is great. Yeah. I was very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is. They should really appreciate what's going on here. So they sit and talk about her hometown and just generally about how crazy everything is she says if it's her at the end of this she wants to know he explored his options and chose her he says he appreciates this and then they kiss across the table and andy you said he doesn't seem that into her nah 
You don't buy it. He really likes her as a person. Hmm. He's very into her as a human being. So do we think him telling her that he loves her? Is he confusing lust? Is does he just No, want I don't sex? think he's, he's I don't think he has significant lust for Gabby. I think he really really likes her. And like we, as a person. And do we think then he's in this sort of bubble where all these feelings are so intense and therefore he's like, "Oh, I'm not sure what I'm feeling. Oh, love. Love. I feel strongly. I Look, feel love." This is what I want to say, and this is not an insult. Clayton is not a complicated man. <laughs> I think he's a good man. I think he's an intelligent man. Mm-hmm. And I think he's occasionally a funny man. Mm-hmm. But what he's not is like deep and introspective and dark and twisted. He's have he's in the spotlight in an extremely difficult situation. Mm-hmm. He's completely jelly right now. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know up from down. He tells a girl he loves her because he's in this bizarre environment and he actually really respects her as a human being and they're kissing and he's touching her body and like suddenly he's like, this is love. (laughs) I can't blame the guy. Well, Andy, you said, so this is at dinner when he quickly launches into telling her that he was falling in love with her. Andy, you said, I honestly feel he's such a gentleman that he feels obligated to tell them he loves them and to bone them. I agree with that. You agree with what you said? As, as hilarious <laughs> as that may be, I agree with that. Yeah, I... Yeah, what I said. I agree with it. <laughs> I, I don't always agree with what I said. No, that's true. Yeah, that's I don't, true. don't. You know, it's so ridiculous. It's such a f- ridiculous concept. But I do think that that actually does happen in real life yes. where men are so afraid of the uncomfortableness of a tough conversation or like someone telling them that they love him and him not saying it back, that it's almost like it's easier to just say it, to say the thing that's expected of him and deal with the repercussions later. Okay. This is what I will say. Saying I love you to sort of make things simpler is a little weird, Mm -hmm. but I give him the benefit of the doubt, which is a very strange situation. I think people do do that. They do. That's not a great Not with multiple people, but in real life, I think there have been times. Yes. And I, you know what? I've done this. Ooh, a really? guy once told me he was, he felt he loved me. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And he's like, do you not feel the same way about me? And oh. I was like, I was like, oh, I do. I love you too. I was young, but I was like, I didn't know what else to say. Like oh, I, he, I, I, he put, you know what I mean? He was like, do you not feel the same way? I felt like pressure to say it. Yeah, so no. I said it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I'm not judging you or Clayton again. Like, <laughs> Like, I've never done that. He, the guy turned out never... to be an, like a whirlwinding asshole, so I don't feel bad about it. Oh, so good. Okay. You so can as judge away. As, as long as he is an <laughs> asshole. No, but I, I wouldn't do that. I've never done that. And that's where I draw the line. Mm. Like, I would never, if someone who I did not love and knew I didn't love mm-hmm. told me they loved me, I would not say it back. Period. Yeah. Never have done that. Never would. But I have, and I know that many people have bones just to make life simpler. <laughs> no seriously i mean that's the thing that happens yeah like there have been many times where i'm like i don't want a bone but i should do this because i feel like a dick if i don't so you've had sex with girls because you felt like it would be rude not to correct <laughs> i am jesus christ Do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. Okay, so question. What did those repercussions look like? In the long run, do you wish that you hadn't? Did it make things more complicated than if you had just resisted and done the non-Jesus Christ thing? 
<laughs> if I had taken the high road of not having sex <laughs> yeah. with somebody, um, it's 50. No, the low road. The low road. <laughs> you, right, you took the right. high road I by took having the high sex road. Yeah, I mean, the, the holy road. But um, yeah, it's 50 50. It's hit or miss. Okay. Sometimes it backfires, sometimes it's just fine. Okay. But I respect, and, and I, it's, look, people are going to come at me for this, and I don't care. Okay. He's on a crazy show in a crazy situation. And as I said, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a gentleman. He's not stupid, but he's not like some, he, he hasn't been through the ringer as far as life. What goes. you're saying is he's not seasoned. Yes. He's not seasoned. Mm-hmm. So he's in a situation. He's like, all these women are telling me they love me. I'm going to these fantasy suites. I have to have sex with them. I get it. I get it. I draw the line though at saying I love you. I think he went a little too far with that. I went a little too. He went a little too far with that. Uh, yeah, I do think people might come after you for that. Come at me for the sex? Yeah, it's sort of like, oh, my my dick fell in your, her vagina. I no, no, his dick didn't fall into her vagina. His dick was invited into her vagina, <laughs> and he wasn't rude enough to decline the invitation. Yeah, because that is an uncomfortable situation. Like he just doesn't know what to do and he goes for the path of least resistance. And by the way, as far as paths of least resistance go, there's no path least resistancy than having sex with somebody. In the fantasy suite. It's called the fantasy suite. (laughs) Okay. At dinner, Clayton quickly tells her that he's falling in love with her. And then they enter a yurt, which Andy, you dubbed the bone dome. And then meanwhile, back at the hotel, we get lots of B-roll of Susie looking very stressed and upset and dramatic orchestrated music is playing. And we go back and forth between Susie looking stressed and then shots of Gabby and Clayton making out. Very subtle stuff. Subtle stuff. Yeah. I mean, this show is nothing if not nuanced. So now it's the next morning and Clayton brings her breakfast in bed. And she says, as she begins to dig in, she says, where's yours? (laughs) She's hilarious. She's naturally funny. Yeah. Funny, funny girl. Effortlessly. Yeah. Yeah. And as he walks away from the yurt and almost enters the car, he suddenly turns and shouts, Gabby, I just want you to know I'm falling in love and it feels so good. What the hell was that? What the hell was that? It was bizarre. It was unprompted. It felt like acting to me. So did production just say, this is the line we want you to say? Can you do that? I mean, I don't want to give, I don't want to lay it all on production. This is just such a strange choice. Like, what the hell? What the hell was that? That was a weird choice. Way weirder than having sex in the bone dome, (laughs) which is a reasonable choice. (laughs) By the way, you put me in that yurt with any woman. I'm I'm sorry, but... (laughs) This boning's happening. Any woman. Okay, so Gabby returns to the ladies and tells them about her date. She describes it and the yurt and Susie comments on Gabby's bed head. This is so messed up that they have to do this. Andy, you said they should just come back and be like, we boned. I mean, would that not break the tension? If there were a word watch for this recap, it would be bone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, now we have word watch number six. Susie in her ITM says, It's very possible that Clayton's either like falling in love with somebody else or has been like physically intimate with somebody else. And now we get interesting B-roll of Susie's. And this is where I started to be like, hmm. what's going on here? Hmm. Susie is leaning against the wall in the hallway looking pretty stressed. And by pretty, I mean, she looks 
pretty like she knows she's supposed to look stressed yeah <laughs> like you can look stressed and then you can look stressed yeah they're like and action it just felt fishy and kind of staged and planned yeah, it's agree. like Susie, are you having a hard time Let's head to the hallway and we're going to get real close. We're going to be able to see your pores. Yeah. And we want you to look stressed. No, I think they probably took multiple takes. They're probably like, no, that's inquisitive. We want stressed. (laughs) No, that's angry. Stressed. Meanwhile, Clayton is super stressed out and he cries in his ITM about not wanting to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now it's. So now it's Susie's overnight and there's a voiceover of Clayton's heavily Frankenbitten where he says, I now realize I've told two women I'm in love with them. I also know that I could feel that way with Susie. (laughs) It's like, okay. I love how they keep like catching us up on the episode we're currently watching. (laughs) In case you forgot. (laughs) Okay. So it's super blustery out and it's hailing. And as she stumbles towards him, he jokes, do the jump. (laughs) Like, Love the no, little meta stuff. For jumping. And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he takes her to a hot spring and they go from hot to cold to hot to cold. Mm-hmm. And it's good, healthy for you. It's good for the lymphatic system. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think so. That's what someone told me once. I believe them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. That's it. One third party story. So I'm good for life. <laughs> And then they go to a scrub room where they exfoliate each other and then make out in the shower and then they chat and then go swim some more in a hot spring under a waterfall. Everything is peachy. Oof, it's good stuff. Peachy, peachy. Yeah. And now it's time for the evening. I feel like we have to gear ourselves up once again. (sighs) Boy, (laughs) you're going to take heat for this. This is one of those things you can't not take heat for. Yeah, I feel like no matter what we say, we're going to get heat. The only way you don't take heat is if you skip this. (laughs) <laughs> because you had to I had an emergency. Yeah. Like we have to, oh, we gotta go. We got there's a fire drill. But we're not we're way. not cowards, Andy. We're gonna no. face the heat. We're gonna face the heat. Not that I think look, I actually think we have the majority opinion on this. But there's always an argument to be made for the other side. We have chosen this business. Yeah. And this is the part where we take heat. Yeah. Okay. So Clayton once again cuts to the chase and says he realized at her hometown that he was falling in love with her. And he's no longer falling in love with her, but he's in love with her. Andy. (laughs) Susie says she was not expecting this and she's not willing to compromise on certain things. Mm. She asks if he's told other girls he's in love with them and asks if he slept with others. And she says those are things that would make it impossible to move towards an engagement. She says, if I'm sharing your love with somebody else, I don't think I'd feel comfortable like, and then she kind of drifts off. And there's an amazing slow zoom in on Clayton here as he processes this information. He licks his lips. He's like, he's taking it all in. And it's, I mean, from a comedic standpoint, it's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. If this was comedy, it would be very funny. This part, yeah. Yeah. It's not funny later. But but here, the, you know what it was? It was realization dawning you know you know what it is (laughs) it's for a callback yeah it's like on jeopardy when someone wagers all their money on the final jeopardy question yeah and gets it wrong yeah and 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 the guy tells them it's wrong it's the look on their face oh wait so you think oh my god okay so this is a callback to thursday's wedding story part two episode nice nice but yeah, you. It's it's that same all expression. those swear words yeah. compressed into one expression. Yes, Clayton seems pretty flustered by mm-hmm. this. He says, "I guess my, you know what, what 
I mean, I understand like that thought process. Um, and it is like, for me, the big thing I'm shocked at is like, you did say to explore the relationships and she nods at this. He says he thought when they talked that she'd said she was okay with him exploring relationships and she didn't want to be the default at the end of this. Mm. Do you recall this conversation? Nope. I don't. May have happened, but we didn't see it. I mean, I didn't see it. Maybe we You guys tune in and tell me if I'm wrong about this. I don't remember this. Regardless, it sounds like he misconstrued what she meant. I mean, I trust that she did say it. I trust she like did she's too. she's not lying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's neither here nor there. I'm not defending one person or the other. It's just like, I don't recall this. But that's also a stock. Like a lot of people say that. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. Totally. It's like something you say on yeah. the show. Is you're like, you know, you're competing with a bunch of other women. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I don't want to get caught up in that. That yeah. doesn't matter. By the matter. way, can we just, just decide, I, I want to take credit for something. I called. Oh, the- oh, you're right. Yeah. Before we get going, yeah. a round of applause. Because Andy, you predicted this outcome like almost. No, not almost. You predicted this outcome exactly. Yeah. You know, it it happened sooner than I expected it to. I mm. thought she was going to learn about it at that rose ceremony that we've seen previewed many times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she was going to leave. You were so right. Thank you. Wow. Are you proud of yourself? I am actually. I am proud of myself. <laughs> Are you almost a little surprised at how right you were? Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know, I kind of, I go out there, I, I take risks with my opinions. And, and I know that oftentimes I'll, I'll have egg on my face. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I was a little worried. But, but now I'm not. <laughs> well, good job. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> good. So Clayton says... To answer her question, yes, he's told someone else he's felt feelings of love and he has slept with someone else there. Someone. I know how else. at this point he's it's like still hedging one. himself. He's like, it's the truth, but also not the whole truth. She says she would not feel comfortable moving forward. And Clayton says, coming into it, he didn't expect to fall in love with multiple women. But what he can say is it's different feelings for different people. <laughs> It's different loves. <laughs> With her, he feels way different than he feels for somebody else. And he promises it's very special what they share. I, you know what? Honestly, no, I, I know what he's saying. Yeah. There are women that I don't date anymore that I still love. Yeah. I yeah. love my ex-fiance. Yeah. I would say I, I would say to her, even though it would be weird, I yeah. would say I love you. Yeah. No, and I'm totally fine with that because yeah. I know it is so different. Yeah. I love It's my a little mom. different that this is all happening at the same time and it's simultaneous yes it's totally different yeah. and it's worse mm-hmm. but i love a lot of women yeah and, but I, you're not... my love you are my number okay, one love we're once again getting hung up on the wrong thing here so he says that it's different i love you i swear <laughs> i love you so much because susie says if he has an inkling of a feeling of i hope it's susie she would hope he'd protect her And she says that that may be cutting his experience short, but she didn't want to ask him to do that. She just hopes that would have been his action. Mm. Clayton says he hopes she can see that everything they've been through is so real and authentic and he doesn't want to give up and walk away from them because of that. He says to hear her say she doesn't think she can move forward. It's the worst thing he could hear. He says he feels very strong feelings for her and that right now he's the most in love with her 
the most in love. I, as, as ridiculous as that sounds, it's similar to like you're my best friend as opposed to my second best friend or my third best friend. Is that friend. a callback? Another callback to It's another to callback. Wedding. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of callbacks. But it's true. I don't want to admit it, but I do probably have a first, second, and third best friend. And he has a first, second, and third most loved woman. And he's <laughs> on the show. It's not, it's not real life. It's show. Yeah, but she's also within her right to be like Absolutely within her right. Okay, so Susie says to hear all this makes it worse because she didn't know how strongly he felt. So this to me is that other puzzle piece. I said at the beginning, what's the risk? What's the stakes in him not expressing how Mm -hmm. he feels? What Mm -hmm. he's been told is at risk here. I'm not sure it really applies to Susie's argument. It's like, oh, had I known you felt so strongly, I would have then therefore told you that I'm not comfortable with you sleeping with other people. Right. I'm not trying to pick this apart, like from a semantic standpoint, but we are going into fantasy suites and we all know what the... Right. What what those are about. I mean, it's part of our culture at this point. Late night shows are going to make jokes about fantasy suites. Fantasy suites is almost part of our lexicon. So all I'm saying is that whether or not she felt he felt strongly enough, contextually, there is a sort of expectation for what this week holds. So Susie says she didn't want to give him an ultimatum because she didn't want him to cut himself short in this process. She says it's heartbreaking and he's so wonderful and he's reassured her that there are good men out there, but this is something very big to her and she doesn't think she can get past it. Hmm. Clayton says he did what he did. But had he known it was a deal breaker for her, he would have changed the way he'd approached things because he knows what they have. He says, sorry for having done it. And he asks for her forgiveness Mm. because he doesn't want to lose what they have. He says he does love her and he doesn't expect her to say it back, but he would hope that what they have is worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is the first time Clayton says that had he known, and this is an interesting point to sort of dissect because- This is where you're kind of like, they're both kind of right. They're they're, both right. They're both right. Like, I think Susie is 100% in her right. 100%. To be like, you slept with two other girls and I'm supposed to end up engaged to you in a week. Like, what? um, You know what I'm going to say? What? 110% within her right. Just go with a thousand. Okay, Just a thousand, a thousand percent. <laughs> it doesn't have the same impact for me. <laughs> yeah, from no, other you're people, right, you're right. for me, one hundred ten percent is serious. The percent. Shandies know how much you think Susie's within her right. That's a serious percent. Yes, it's true. And at the same time, like I said, context matters. Yeah, it's not like they were dating casually and then he went and slept with two other people. Yeah, they're in a setting where he, by design is dating other people simultaneously yep. and is taking turns going to fantasy suite, which, yeah, okay, you could argue they're just talking, but <laughs> let's be honest. We all know what the fantasy suite is. What are they, means. like, fantasy suite? It's like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons in the suite. <laughs> it's like, ooh, fantasy. I love how you keep separating fantasy from suite. <laughs> I mean, look, a suite alone is usually a fantasy suite. Yeah. Even if it's just a suite. Yeah. You throw fantasy in there, it's got to be fantasy. You <laughs> yeah. got to have fantasy. Otherwise, it's ridiculous. You know, I love to imagine the original powers that be that came up with that name. They're like a in a boardroom. They're like, what should we call these? Okay, so the those set, are rose ceremonies. <laughs> we'll call that rose ceremony. Oh, and we'll have a first impression rose. But like, you know, these rooms, these, these fancy rooms where they go and maybe have yeah. sex. And there's a bowl of condoms, which there is, by the way. Are you serious? Yes. 
there's a bowl of condoms. Are we going to pretend that this is like wow. just talking a bowl. time? A bowl of condoms. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a lot of fantasy. Anyway, I just, I think it's funny to imagine the person that's like, fantasy, sweet. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, that was, it was a given. Yeah. I don't think they were weighing it with anything oh, else. Oh, no, I think, I think whoever, the second someone thought of it, they're like, oh, that. Yeah, like, done. <laughs> yeah. Move on to the next order of business. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so in this case, I think they're both right. Yes, Clayton did so much wrong here. 100%. I'm not defending Clayton. He told multiple women he loved them. He's having sex with them all, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but the, the, the multiple women telling he loves them is that that was good sentence structure, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Telling multiple women that he loved them was wrong. 100%. I don't approve of that. No. That was where he was wrong. I do and think he was heavily influenced, but yes. at the end of the day, the producers cannot make words come out of your mouth. He should have done some real homework and said, he you know what? He did not do any homework. Of these three women, who do I really see myself? Like, I know the producers are pushing me to say, I love, I love, I love. Who do I really yeah. see myself yeah. going to my mm -hmm. grave with? Yes. I guess we really don't know because she never sat him down a la Madison on Peter's season. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't. But a very similar situation happened. When the rose ceremony went from four to three, I'm pretty sure it was in an airplane hangar well, because Peter was a pilot. That's right. Madison, after the rose ceremony, she had already gotten her rose. She asked to speak with him mm -hmm. and she sat him down and she was like, I know what next week means. I know what fantasy suites are yeah and i want you to know that i am not comfortable moving forward in our relationship if you have sex with somebody else totally reasonable before and he still did it <laughs> and she still gave him another chance oh wow so it's something to consider here yeah he's not the first bachelor to sleep with multiple women or to tell multiple women that he's falling in love with them he's not i'm trying to remain as, as unbiased as possible here yeah but the thought to me of telling at the same time with real earnesty. Earnesty? Earnesty? <laughs> Wait, is that not a word? I don't think so. I think it's just earnest. Earnesty? In earnest. Earnest. In earnest. Earnesty. Earnesty should be a word. Let me look it up. It's in Wiktionary. It's considered non-standard. Hmm. And the word is earnestness. Oh, and usage notes, earnesty is now generally an error by non-native speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I speak English good. No, but are you kidding? Earnestness versus earnesty? It's earnestness. Earnestness? Earnestness? Are you kidding me? That's better than earnesty? So say he said it earnestly. Ooh, is that a word? Yes. Earnestly. Yeah. That's what I should have said. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Let's pretend this never happened. Okay. So, take two. I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> something about Clayton loving women. Okay, so, oh, I remember now. Yeah, something about Clayton telling three women he loves them. That's pretty much yeah. what his season should be called. Yes. <laughs> Clayton telling a lot of women he loves them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my point was, is that I would feel very uncomfortable earnestly telling three women that I sincerely love them. Yes. I would feel... Yes. extreme discomfort yes. with that. And I would say to myself, okay, what you've got here is a bounty of riches. Like like the luck, who's lucky enough to have three women that they genuinely could love? Mm -hmm. And I, res I, I respect the fact that Clayton does feel somewhere in the sphere of love for all three of these women. Yes. I totally believe it. Also women who are fawning over him. It's okay. a very strange situation. My point is, is that I would feel extremely uncomfortable about it. 
he should have, as well as I would have in this situation. Well, again, from the comfort of yourself. I, again, I'm giving him a benefit yeah, of the yeah. doubt to some degree, but I would have said, okay, you've got a bounty of ridges here. As an adult, you absolutely have to just pick one. Mm-hmm. It's like something they come to yes. with the dessert in a f- nice restaurant. Yeah. It's like, here's the chocolate cake, here's the creme brulee, and here's the, the cheesecake. Thank because you. the kind of restaurant that does that always has a cheesecake. Always cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. Cheesecake, by the way, very low value calorie to, to, to benefit. Oh, I completely agree. I think yeah. cheesecake is not worth it. Meanwhile, worth a it. molten cake. Always worth it. Always worth it. With, with vanilla ice cream? A good vanilla ice cream? Not like some BS ice cream? I don't even need the ice cream. Wow, you go I mean, straight. I like it. The ice cream's great. I'm not going to complain about the ice cream. You go but- naked molten cake? No ice cream. No a la mode. Did you say multi-cake? Multi-cake? <laughs> multi-cake. Multi-cake. Now that's a good cake. <laughs> All the cakes in one cake. If multi-cake were on a dessert menu, I would 100% oh order multi-cake. No question. No one likes cake more. You like cake more than I anyone I love cake more met. than anyone I've ever and met. And not just cakes, the actual cake. Oh, no, I don't need frosting. I just yeah, need cake. Just the, 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 the actual cake material. So I do this thing where when I go home and we, if my sisters and I make a cake, you know, if it's someone's birthday, it's a good excuse to make a cake. Yeah. And you, to, in order to make it like perfectly flat, like cylindrical and flat on top, you have to cut the top off these se- separate layers of cake. So Where you do you think chew. those cake so, tops go? So you just like chew? You're just like... No, no like I cut them off and then it's like, like a thin, big piece of cake. And I'm like... Oh, that's cute. It's good stuff. You like cake. Okay, that was a tangent. Anyway, my point is, is that I remember- He's not able to pick uh, one dessert. I remember. He's not able to pick- You gotta pick a dessert. And he wasn't able to do that. Can I ask a very dumb question? Okay. And maybe I'm forgetting the history of the show, but- what happened if he just, they said, I love you. And he was like, I don't really love you to two of them. Then it's just left. Or no, no, no. I, let's say he, he just doesn't say anything back. He's yeah, like, he doesn't say anything back. He's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for that. What happens to the show? Then we know that whoever he said I love you to is winning. There's no show. It's There's no final episode. Well, that's why I think they shouldn't say it to anyone. Yes. It should be a rule. Yes. It's so easy. But this is why Make the producers are breaking their own rule. Because they can't have him say it to one person because it then breaks the show. You know who's going to win before they win. Right. So they encourage the lead, especially the, the first person to ever do this was Ben Higgins. And it was a massive success. Oh, so they he told always- Jojo and Lauren B that he was falling in love with them. And they put it had never been done before. Yeah. He, no bachelor had ever told multiple women this so they both each thought they were winning and they put tons of weight on having heard this word and Uh, of course you know it is the l word you know there is weight to be put on it but my point being i think producers were like oh you know what the problem we should do this more often the problem is (laughs) production is always chasing the shiniest thing Mm -hmm. and what you end up with is a show of all shiny things no one wants that. Yeah, but they're like fake shiny. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's not what it seems. It's just a bunch of, it's like, it's like going to like Disney's um, version of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck that landing, Andy. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, so we have to get back to Clayton saying he would have done things differently had he known. And this is, you know, you could argue that he would. Mm-hmm. Did Peter? No. Nope. Still won. Sorry? Still got what he wanted. Oh, he didn't. Uh, well, he ended up with Madison kind of, but then they broke up. But, after but that's irrelevant. It's only what happens in the show that counts. 
<laughs> anyway, my point is communication's important. It is. And if it is a deal breaker she, for you. She dropped a, a, a pop quiz on Clayton. Well, that's and the he thing. failed. It's she was testing him. Yeah. Assuming this is all authentic, we're taking it all at face value. It would be a little it frustrating would, if you were the one being tested. It would be more respectful to Clayton to say, look. This is a red line for me. Yeah. Okay, so Susie says she didn't want to share his heart or his love, and he says he would have been able to close that off, but it still feels like she'd need somebody who would have thought through that. Sort of suggesting he didn't think it through. Mm -hmm. And do we think he did? I don't think so. No, he didn't do much thinking. <laughs> Not a lot of thinking. Uh, yeah, no, he was thinking with his other head. Yeah. Clayton <laughs> In the yurt. <laughs> he was thinking with his yurt head. <laughs> It's a sweet yurt. Oh, it was beautiful. I want. I want. I wanted to be in that yurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with you. Thanks. Yeah. Clayton starts to get upset now. Things yeah. start to get heated. He says a relationship isn't easy, and you go through these challenging times because what you have is special. Mm -hmm. She says she hears him and feels terrible in general, but she doesn't know if she can get through this. He says it's worth it to him to spend another seven hours talking through everything. I think that by that he meant. Like we can go to the fancy suite and just talk, regard, regardless. Whoa, easy, easy, go easy there. I've seen the word so much; it's now like implanted. It's Te so many comments. Very technically a word. Just saying. Regardless, yeah. His point is: Can we talk through it? Try to solve it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Andy, here you said he wouldn't be doing this if he wasn't planning on picking her. Yep. 100%. So we have to talk about this for a second. This was a little like freaky for us because we were 100% sure that Rachel was his favorite. And here he's telling Susie to her face that he loves her the most. Mm -hmm. And had he known, he would have done things differently with the other women. I have two thoughts. And he's really fighting for it. If he wasn't going to pick her and she's this upset about this, there's a case to be made that he would have been like, okay, like I'm hurt and I wish I had known, but... This is not a bad place to end things. I have three thoughts on this. Okay. Number one, I think that this shows definitely that he was going to pick Susie. Why is he fighting this hard? Why is he so upset? He was legitimately upset. By the way, this is the first time we've seen Clayton legitimately oh, upset. He, he not goes, sad he gets, or conflicted oh, no. or right. He's he upset. Pissed. This is yeah. emotional. This is as emotional as Clayton gets, right? So he's upset. He's like fighting for his life here. That's number one. So I think that he was going to pick her. But the question then becomes, was he going to pick her before this happened? Or is he now going to pick her because she's kind of walking out the door and you always love yeah, them as yeah. they're walking out the door? He wants her more he now wants that her he's more not now. sure he can she's have her. She's more luxurious. Yeah. The third thing is, and I'm going to sort of toot my own horn here, <laughs> is that i Are you making this about you, Andy? I'm making this about me. It always comes back to me. 360. <laughs> 360. <laughs> I think truly that Susie knew she was going to be Bachelorette. Ooh, yeah, we talked about this last night. Let's let's wait before we get there. But that in in general, do you think that changes him planning on picking her or not? It changes the the options. Yeah, it 100% changes the chessboard. Yes. Yes. Okay, we get word watch seven here. Hmm. Susie says, I couldn't have imagined like a scenario in which like you become physically intimate with any other person. Hmm. 
So basically she's saying I shouldn't have had to say anything because I couldn't even imagine a scenario where you would do that. And by the way, just as another aside, the same way that Clayton may be more into her after she is essentially walking out the door. Yeah. Psychologically speaking, not to disrespect Susie in any way. Yeah. But there's a very good chance that on average, a human being, whether it's a woman or a man. Yeah. Would be more engaged if in the first few weeks of us dating, you told me, you're like, listen, I, I, I told some guy I loved him and I, I, I also slept with him. I would have wanted you 50% more. And that's, and that's just expressing that I'm human and humans have a tendency towards weakness in these kind of moments. Yes. And that would be weakness, but that's a normal reaction. Yeah. I don't want you less. I'm, like that's anger. I would want you more. I would fight for you harder or be angry, want him in anger, like almost be like, why did you do this? Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. make this better. Well, and so it's funny you say that. That was really more so the emotion we got from Madison on Peter's season. Okay. It was more this like, and again, she had given him a heads up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he still did it. He still did it. And she was like. She wanted. I told, she was so upset. She yeah. was pissed yeah she was like i told you and now you're like coming to me crying and like and she's where, like i told you what where my red was, was the rage in Susie? well so okay let's where was we're the gonna passionate get passionate rage where it was like you piece of ass yeah so i'm not allowed to say shit on this, on this podcast <laughs> i won't be briefing that so it's explicit <laughs> yeah. it's explicit isn't it funny that that word is explicit it's hilarious like two-year-olds say that word. yeah no well anyway, they shouldn't let's get I've, I've said it before shit needs to be a word <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah period okay so there's a strange cut here where clayton responds to what she just said which is that she couldn't have imagined a scenario mm-hmm. in which she was physically intimate with anyone else he responds with no one told me i had to go sleep with someone, okay? Does that sound like that's in response to what she just said? No. He says he was feeling feelings of love and explored to see if the physical connection was there. I wrote, does this not feel like it wasn't in response to what she'd said? It feels like there was a discussion about producers and production in Mm -hmm. my mind. I agree. I think that from here on out, there's actually a lot of stuff left out. And the two main things I think are left out are... Discussion about producers, maybe puppeteering him, yep. and him feeling that Susie is strategizing for Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. And that, in my mind, fuels a lot of his rage towards her. Yes, I agree. Because it's not just, oh, I failed you and you're going to leave me so easily over he that, but duped. rather I feel duped. Duped. Yes. Okay. So Clayton admits now that he slept with both. <laughs> Yeah. He's, like, he's upgrading. He's like, all right, well, now that it's all out yeah. there, I also slept with someone in the production staff, but that's not going to be discussed. <laughs> he says he's in love with three women and admits it makes no sense. He says he's freaked out. He has cried about it because he knows he's going to hurt somebody. She says she's been rationalizing all week and she cannot envision a scenario in which those are true. Mm. I'm not really sure what she meant by this because like I said, I felt a lot of this got kind of cut up where I was sort of like putting the pieces together of what they were talking about. So maybe she thinks it's not possible, it's not true that he could love all three women. That's what I'm going to take away from this. And she doesn't think she can move forward. Clayton says, how can she straight up say it's done after all they've been through? And Susie says she doesn't know. And she's very confused and she doesn't know what to think. And then she abruptly leaves and says, I can't. Mm. And Clayton is furious. He gets up and walks out saying, this is exactly what I was afraid of. And it's clear that he's saying this to producers. Who told him to do this? 
who told him to let it loose. He was encouraged to have his cake yeah. and he eat it too. He was 100% yeah. encouraged to have his cake and, and eat it and too. And anyone who's encouraged to have their cake and eat it too has their cake and eats it too. <laughs> so now outside Clayton chats with Jesse, he seems the most upset that Susie wouldn't have communicated this to him mm-hmm. if it was so important to her. I I don't think he's wrong no, in this. Uh, Clayton to Jesse says, hopefully Susie comes back and says she thought about it and is open to talking about it. So he still wants to make this work. Yeah. Jesse says, I'm sorry, man. I know you were in love with her. I thought this was an interesting tense usage. Yeah, we're in love Cause with Clayton, her. Because uh, uh, Clayton, how it was edited yeah. is that Clayton just said, I hope it still works out. Meanwhile, Jesse's like, I know you were in love with her. Sorry. Yeah. It's just interesting. I, yeah, I, I kind of got me thinking Jesse knows something He's that like, hey, Clayton I, doesn't. I, I know you're in love with her, but she's contractually <laughs> going to be the bachelorette. Yeah. So I'm sorry, bud. Yeah, I'm not sure Chris Harrison would have made this tense mishap. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he would have been like, oh, maybe it'll work out. <laughs> so Clayton says Susie tore him apart and completely destroyed him. Jesse says he knows from the beginning Clayton's been saying this is what he's been afraid of. So even Jesse is fact-checking and confirming that Clayton was resisting this from the beginning. Yeah, You know, it's these little things that make me like Jesse more as a host because I feel like in such subtle ways, he's pulling back the curtain. Also, one of the things I like most about Jesse is that he's uncomfortable in this role. Oh, yeah, 100%. He should be. But to me, it felt like he did two things here. One revealed that maybe he knew what was going on with Susie. Susie was already... yeah. Out the door and out the door is going to fly straight to her fittings for Bachelorette. Yeah. She's like the night before negotiating. She's like, I want 60 grand, <laughs> like 50 is the last offer. <laughs> and meanwhile, here, him saying, I know from the beginning, you've said this is what you've been afraid of. No. If it's what he's been afraid of from the beginning, why did out, out of nowhere he's like, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. I'm worried they're going to start running. So I'm just going to start telling them all that I love them. Yeah. Susie reappears now and they head back inside to chat. Susie says she feels awful and she probably should have had the conversation about what sex means to her, but she didn't know he felt so strongly. So there's that again. Mm. Uh, She says she can't leave there with him and he's shooting daggers at her Mm. with his eyes. She says she doesn't know what to do right now. And he says, what do you mean? You've made your mind up. We see the side of Clayton that's very venomous now. Yeah. And this is where Clayton starts going into the red zone. Yeah. And this is where I think execution matters they're both wrong they're both right but then the way he handles it is a disaster a disaster he says he was hoping she was going to come back and be open to at least talking and working through it and she retaliates that she would hope that he wouldn't have compromised what they had in the first place yeah he says what more can i do he's still fighting but she isn't which is kind of true, actually. Yeah. It feels like she was just like, oh. Okay. She's done. Yeah. And she says she feels awful and she feels like she fucked everything up. I thought this was interesting wording because I don't think she does think she fucked everything yeah. up. So either he's making her feel like she fucked everything up, which is fucked up, or she is just trying to well, end things on a like more peaceful note. I, th- I, think, th- I think what you're looking for is softening the blow. Everyone's oh, yeah, done yeah, yeah. that, right? Where they, they know yeah, they're yeah. wrong. They know they're the one breaking totally. up, but they're like, oh, I'm an idiot. It's not you, it's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's like a not you, it's me situation. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. So he continues to give her the death glare. I'm convinced he thinks she's aiming for Bachelorette with this look. Yeah. His anger is just on another level. You could argue this is how he is when he gets angry, but 
just some of the things he seems to accuse her of. He seems upset that she's not more upset. Yep. Can't you see how upset I am? Why don't you seem more upset? You are doing something else here. There's something else at play. I'm annoyed about this. This is an unpopular opinion. I bet you this is going to be an unpopular opinion. And I know we're right. And and I and I it (laughs) makes me very upset because we're going to take so much heat for this. Do you think so? I don't know. I know we're right. I know that there was something else at play. Yeah. Clayton's behavior is out of character. Was he knows? Yeah, he was but okay. Duped. I don't know if you should say his behavior is out of character though, because some people, when they are in a fight, everything they do is out of character. Okay, we always have to go back to like, Greg, well, Greg Grippo, right? Yeah. We go back to Greg. Yeah, Grippo. you can't be like, oh, it's out of character because they're only like that when they're fighting. It's like, well, fighting is part of a relationship, and hopefully, you don't become kind of scary and place the blame on the other person. I a hundred percent agree with you. And we don't know, let's be clear, we do not know, nor does anyone know, except some producers, who's going to be the next Bachelorette, correct? That's not like a thing that's out there. No, I don't No one knows. It. No. I mean, it's between Gabby and Susie. But, but we know Susie's going to be the Bachelorette. I mean, I, don't, I can't even imagine a world in which she's not. Yeah, so this has to play a role. People have to include this in their analysis of yeah, the situation. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree, because historically... And traditionally, it always happens, the next lead comes from that season. Susie is in full-blown Bachelorette territory. And if he feels like he's so disposable in her eyes, it's only natural that he would be like, wait a minute, who's playing who? And honestly, if you had the choice between going for some guy you met on reality TV and you're like, yeah, maybe this will work, or a guaranteed basically million dollars, about something like that at least. And Susie will leverage that to like three million. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? I mean, I wouldn't blame her. Yeah. It's literally like The Godfather. It's like where where Michael Corleone is like, it's just business. (laughs) Or he doesn't say business. He says it's just business. (laughs) I don't know where business comes from. His enunciation is better than that. Yeah, he is. Mike Carleon speaks well. Okay, we have to keep moving because I have to be at rehearsal in 30 minutes. Okay. They start getting more upset here. He's still going on about how could she not bring this up. She says she realizes she's going home and she fucked this up. He says, what do you mean? You're putting this on me now. She says she's not. Very slight frankenbiting happening here Mm -hmm. when we would get the back of her head. And she says she feels like this is ending. And he says, because you put an end to it. It's very strange. It's like she starts acting like, oh, I know this is over now. You don't you don't want me. And he's like, you're the one ending it. Like it was so it was kind of confusing. Yeah. And very realistic in a way. This was the most one of the most realistic experiences I've had watching watching this this show ever. Yeah. It felt very circular. A lot of 360s. That decorum that we always yeah. talk about with Clayton. Couldn't his, keep it his together. Manners. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was out the yeah. window. And Gloves were off. Yeah. He, what? Gloves were off. Yes. And not necessarily in a good way. But no, they were in, off. I would say in a bad in way. In a bad in a, way. In a way that made him look really, 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 should, really bad. He should have kept the gloves on. Even though I don't think on. he was 100% in the wrong. No. He, he ended up looking in the wrong because of how he handled this. Execution. So he apologizes for raising his voice. He says it's out of character, but it means he cares about her so much. He walks her out. And as they walk out, Susie says it was real for her and that she knows he probably hates her. And she's genuinely so sorry for the pain she's caused him. And she feels awful about how things have gone down that night. And he is cold, cold. He says because of his faith, he believes everything happens for a reason. He's going to take that and move forward. And he says, at some point, I'll find somebody that will actually stick through and will understand me for who I am and will fight for me as much as I fight for them. I thought you were that person. You're not that person. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I'm torn because at one hand, it feels like he's playing victim here. Yeah, like you slept with two other people. 
Yep. Like that's why she's upset. Yeah, no. <laughs> Two sleeping with people's don't make a right. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, he's not a mind reader. No. And being in a relationship means communicating your deal breakers, your yes. needs. Yep. And you could argue that shouldn't have to be something you should need to commu- communicate. Like you, sh- I should not have to tell you to not sleep with other people. But then to that, you could argue that in this context, they're on a show where it's fantasy suites. Are we all really going to pretend that there, it was not a possibility? Agreed. But ultimately, his execution really poor execution. Poor execution. Like I'm really Team Susie. She was gracious till the very end. Yeah. And she don't. I think took on too much blame. Yeah, I agree. When she I kept agree. saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." It's like it was uncomfortable for when me he to took, watch her take yeah, that it much was, blame. Yes. It became weird. It, it became, became uncomfortable weird. because, like you said, he took his gloves off and she continued to just be. She nice. could have easily been like, oh, you didn't. Like yeah. she could have really gone yes. crazy on this, but she didn't. Yeah. And so it was very bad. It was a bad ending. They were both wrong. They were both right. And then suddenly at the end, Clayton's execution went totally off the rails. Yes. I, I really want to talk more about this, but I literally have to leave yeah. in 20 minutes. So we're going to move on. Clayton returns to the dinner site. He puts his head in his hands. Uh I had to point out how producers are staying away from him. Mm-hmm. No one's rushing up to him to talk to him. No. Which, what does that tell you? He's pissed at them. Mm-hmm. They're not his friends anymore. No. Okay, so Susie's in the car now. And she says, I just thought he would have had more compassion for me at the end, to be honest. I just thought we would have been better at getting through that conversation kindly. I completely agree with her. I was shocked to see it end this way and you're right maybe there is the case to be made here that he really did intend to pick Susie yeah meanwhile Clayton is shouting that his heart's not in it anymore and then we get credits where Gabby and Susie speculate about what Rachel could be doing on her date and Gabby says spelunkling apparently it's actually called spelunking Spelunking. yeah Yeah. spelunking and I just love that she knew this it was just a cute little conversation okay we have to keep moving sorry Sorry, guys, if you wanted to hear us talk about this anymore. Maybe they're like happy we're done. Yeah, we probably killed it. Okay, we beat, beat that horse good and dead. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully. it's dead. There's flies buzzing around. Yeah, it. and I really hope that this comes off as more of a conversation than, a, oh, we're planting our flag in this territory yeah. and siding no, with this no, person. No, no. Because I think that they were both right and both wrong in different ways. This is more nuanced than the Greg Grippo situation. In I my think. opinion, I'm yeah. sure people will in disagree with us. But yes. in my case, in the end, I thought Susie handled that like a champ. Susie handled it like a champ. He handled it poorly, mm-hmm. but there are nuanced reasons why things yes, went down the way they did. And also, we have to remember that one of them was prepared for that conversation yep. and that information, and the other one wasn't. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Okay, seven intimates, Andy, in the Word mm-hmm. Watch. Congratulations to Rebecca Writing. You are the happy winner of a. Hello, Toshiba Day. Yay. By so- the way, that's Rebecca Writing, one word. Yeah, yep. That's her that's handle. A, that's a YouTube handle. Yes. <laughs> Good job. So I'm going to say this really fast. Rebecca, please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. And Andy, what's the word watch word for next week? The word watch is finger, as always. <laughs> homage to f- previous episodes. So really quickly, if you are new around here and want to play the Dear Shandy word watch game and have a chance to win a... Hello, Toshiba Day. Then you can either comment below this video or over on Instagram with the number using the numeral, the number of times you think the word finger will be uttered in the finale... I'm not yet sure if that is a two-part thing. What should we say about that? Oh, shit. Not after the final rose. Basically, the episode that leads up to the engagement, if it's a two-night thing, like it's a to-be-continued and it continues, we will count that. 
Yeah. So let's say it's one and a half episodes. We're going to count that. Yep. It's whatever is filmed at that time, but not in the now. So not after the final rose. Yep. And yeah, the number of times you think the word finger will be uttered and either below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this page and do so by Friday at midnight. Okay. Predictions, Andy, real fast. Rachel. <laughs> I feel like something else is going to happen. I don't know. It feels like, how can he go back from this? How she's, can he she's go back? Rachel. From- I don't care. It's Rachel's pick. It's Rachel's winning. I mean, he they seem to have a great thing. But yeah, now I'm all enough. torn. But yeah. He it, probably likes her even more now that he realizes that, you know, never mind. <laughs> I do wonder how Rachel would feel watching this back and hearing that he's told Susie that he loved her oh, the most. Oh, she wouldn't be and psyched. She wouldn't be psyched. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry. He's picking Rachel. This is, this is that moment where you learn that a podcaster has two jobs and we're not going to talk about our predictions anymore yes. because of it. Because he's picking Rachel or he's picking nobody. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Dear Shandy and uh, we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.